Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, my name is Bryce Watts, and this is the NF Ladies Podcast. This is a podcast where I talk exclusively to the women in the NFL to learn about how they navigate this life in the league. The players are always the ones in the spotlight, but I want to highlight the women who are the support systems behind the scenes. Let's do it. All right, welcome back to episode 18 of the NF Ladies podcast. I'm here with guest Mackenzie Williams. Hello, Mackenzie. Hi. Hello. Great to talk to you again. Great to see your face. Um, So why don't you start off just by telling us who you are, who you're dating in the NFL, where you guys, what teams you've been with, and what team you currently are on. So I'm dating Jonathan Harrison. He is a center currently for the New York Giants. Um, He was on the Indianapolis Colts for three years, and then I met him when he had just signed with the New York Jets. He was on their team for three years, and then one year with the Bills, and now with the Giants. So this is his eighth year in the league, and we are happy to be here. I like how every time I ask that question, everybody kind of like looks up to the corner because you're like 2017, 2018, exactly. you were here, like exactly. you're having to roll over it in yeah. your head. Yeah, I oh, get yeah. that. So I keep for asking, forgetting to ask people this, like it's one of the questions because I just get on a roll and then we start going in a totally different direction. So how and when did you guys meet? I think I know this story, but just tell, tell everybody else. I know. It's a pretty fun story. I love it telling is fun. it. <laughs> um, and so we met in 2017. Um, I was living in Reno, Nevada, and he was living in New Jersey because he had just signed with the Jets. And we were both in Vegas. I was there for a best friend's bachelorette party. And he was there for his friend's bachelor party, like not related. And we were both staying at the Palms Hotel and ran into each other. I guess I can give you the long, long version of the story. Um, I was like recently single. So I was wearing a hat that said single on it, just trying to like subtly put it out there being in Vegas, you know, my girls were trying to, trying to put me out there for the guys. And um, he like came across me while I was walking through the casino. And um, he tried to like pick, pick me up and say something. He and I tell this part of the story different. He says that I blew him off, but I didn't. Um, he tried to like holler at me and say something like, um, oh, I'm single too. And I was like, oh, how ironic. Thinking like, how ironic. We're both single. Let's talk about it. And instead he took it as like me being so rude of like, oh, I bet you are single type thing. And so he walked away. And I was like, oh, that didn't really go as I planned. So I guess we'll just keep walking to the casino, like trying to find my friends. Like, you know, we're all like drinking all day, like having fun. And um, so that was one day. Then the next day, um, randomly, my friends wanted to go to the pool party down at the hotel. And I was like, man, we went to like this huge pool party yesterday. We should go to like another huge pool party like that. Like the one that's at our hotel is like super lame and not that many people. We could like see it from our window. And she's like, well, I'm the bride and this is what I want to do. And I was like, all right, touche. 
So we'll go where you want to go. So we go down to this like lame pool party at our hotel. And um, I like look at this cabana and I see all of these really good looking men at this cabana. And so my friend and I were like, let's go walk by the cabana. Um, and so I walk by and I see this guy make eye contact with me. And so I like get so excited and I give him like the cheesiest, like white girl wave where like, I look like Forrest Gump, like just waving my whole arm and he comes and approaches me and it's John again. And that's when it hit me that it was like, this is the same guy from yesterday. And he's like, man, I thought you were like super rude yesterday, but since you just gave me that really lame white girl wave, I figured I could like reapproach you. And so um, we like met up at the bar. He got like me and my friend some shots and we just hit it off from there. And he was like the best. Like he was so like kind and like welcoming of our whole like group and like let's combine our bachelor party and bachelorette parties. And we ended up hanging out like in their cabana like the whole rest of the day. And then we um, went out with him that night. Like we all went to a club and just like spent the whole like weekend with him. And um, yeah, we just like really hit it off with like really weird, really weird like connections. I really think like everything happens for a reason. So just like timing wise of where we were and like me wearing that stupid hat and all these like little things like, you know, like his last name's Harrison. And like, that's like my sister and all of her kids last name, like that she married into and like his mom and dad were nurses. I'm a nurse, like all these like weird little like things that were like similarities between us. We just like really hit it off and we left Vegas and I was like, all right, well, hopefully I'll like speak to this guy again. And well, oh yeah. And the other thing was the crazy part is I didn't even know he was a football player for like the first like eight, 12 hours of like hanging out with him. And so I'm like into social media. So I was like, let me go add this guy. Like, let's keep in touch on Facebook. You know, at this point I'm like, let's do Facebook. And so I go to Adam and that's when he told me. And that's when I saw like his last name was Harrison. I was like, oh, that's my sister's married last name. This is crazy. And so I added him and that's where it said, you know, like offensive lineman. And it still said for the Colts. And I was like, what the heck is this? Like, you're a football player? Like, what the heck? Like, this is, I don't know how to handle this. Like, and he was so humble, like, didn't like throw it around, like nothing. It was really, really cool. And that was another thing that I like loved about him. And so, yeah, so then we like left Vegas and we kept in touch. And he, the next weekend was Memorial Day and he flew out to see me um, Memorial Day. And I took him to, Lake, I live right by Lake Tahoe. So I took him to Lake Tahoe for his first time. And blew him away with the beauty of that obviously and um and yeah and we just like kept hitting it off and so I ended up going to that wedding with him that was the bachelor party that he was at so it was like fun to like reconnect with that whole like bachelor party group of guys that I hadn't seen since Vegas and we went to like another friend's wedding and um I like I said before I'm a nurse so I can pretty much work wherever so he and I after dating for like two months where the football season was about to start. And we were kind of like, what, what are we going to do? Like I'm in Nevada, you're in New Jersey. Like, what are we going to do? Um, and he said like, well, I mean, why don't you move to New Jersey? Like you can get a job as a nurse there, like blah, blah, blah. And I was like, this is the craziest thing I've ever done. And if somebody told me they were doing it, I would tell them they're insane. But like I said, I just got out of a relationship. I was kind of like in the like, screw it mentality. Like what's the worst that could happen? Like he either maybe murders me or <laughs> I don't like it. And I moved back like, and like my job that I left, you know, said I could come back at any time. My family was super supportive. Like 
all this stuff. So, um, yeah, so I just was like, screw it. I'm going to move across the freaking country. And I had never thought that I was going to like leave Nevada. I loved my hometown, everything. And I did. We were dating two months. I moved across the country to New Jersey. And that was four years ago. That's a lot to unpack. I didn't know the white girl waves. So you humbled yourself and he was like, okay, exactly. she's a weirdo. Like, he's let's like, go talk she, to her. Yeah, exactly. He's like, she doesn't look like she's mean like I thought she was yesterday. <laughs> I was like, I totally thought I was hitting, hitting on you back and didn't happen that way. So that's the recently single vibe. Like, that's when you know, you're like, oh, man, like. Been I'm like, I don't even know. For- yeah, <laughs> I don't know how to flirt at all. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that could be totally misconstrued by guys and like. You're saying you didn't even know he's a football player. There, I feel like you hear the stories where they're very out there with being a football player. You don't really hear the stories where they're like, just act like a regular person and they're humble. They don't talk about what they do all the time. And then yeah. you're like, whoa, this is interesting that I met one of them who isn't all about football. Yeah, exactly. And it it is his story. I can get into that too. His story of football is very different than most people's. But I mean, he's a giant man. So like... A lot of people think he's a football player, but like me, I was just like, oh, he's ginormous and beautiful. So I would love to holler at that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just go for it. And like you were saying, like you, you were like, you know what, if I don't like it, murdered or moved back. I I like that murdered was the first thing that came to your mind. Yeah, no big deal. You might murder me. It's cool. I I had known him for two months, so I felt like it was good enough, right? I mean, that was the perfect opportunity. You said you were looking for something new. Like, what's the worst that could happen? Your job, like, said, go for it. Your your family said, go for it. So it was kind of like just that opportunity. And who meets the same person in Vegas twice? Like, you don't see. It's huge. That's what we were saying. We're like, out of all of the hotels that you could be staying at, that we're staying at the same place, that we weren't supposed to go to that pool that day, happened to go to that pool because she wanted to. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, everything lined up so perfectly. It was like... It sounds so cheesy, like I hate saying fate, but I'm just saying it was so weird how so many things lined up of just like I was supposed to meet him a second time after the first time failed. And, you know, it was just crazy. And that you guys, I mean, you were into the conversation so much that like he wanted to come and fly out and hang out with you. And I remember I wrote this down. I remember him saying... I don't know when he told me this, but he was like, it's like Mackenzie was the queen of Reno. Like she knew everybody walking around. It was like, it was crazy. Like we were walking into people she knew all over the place. It was wild. It's just, it's just like a, he, yeah, he would say that or the, the mayor of Reno. And like, I hated when he said that because I'm like, that's not the case at all. It's just that like, it's a super small town. Everybody knows everybody. And I was like a bartender for three years. So like in the environment of going out, like, yeah, I knew everybody because I knew all the bartenders. I knew the people that would come in. I knew, you know, like it's a big party town. So like, I know a lot of people in that realm, but yeah, it was pretty funny because he'd come and I was just like, these are all my friends. He's like, you have so many friends. (laughs) Like, well, it's just, I'm around a lot, you know, I'm out and about. So, and he's very introverted. So yeah. That's a good way to show them up. Be like, yeah, so all these people know me. So, you know, I'm giving you my my time. You're welcome. You're welcome exactly. for hanging out with the mayor of Reno. Exactly. <laughs> oh, God, that sounds so cocky. I hated it when he'd say that. Well, he said it, not you. So, I you know, know like, I you know. can just revel in it and be like, oh, okay. You, can, you know, I don't condone it, but if you're going to say it, it's okay. <laughs> and I like that because when you guys met in 2017, you were in your late 20s, right? Yeah, I was 27 when I met him, or about to turn 27 when I met him. 
and I and I look at relationships now, like when people would say, like if people were to say, like a twenty one year old, like oh you're moving really fast, you're so young. But I feel like you know as you get older and as you know yourself more, like going faster seems normal because you're not figuring yourself out as much. You kind of know yourself, you know what you're looking for, you know what you want. So Absolutely. what may look fast for a twenty one year old may not look fast for somebody in the, the late twenties, early thirties, or something like that. Yeah, so it's not surprising to me. When I like when I hear that anymore after like thinking it about it that way. Yeah. And I think the big thing is that like what people in NFL will understand is how crappy the schedule can be during the season and more specifically training camp. And so me not ever being in like the NFL life, like I was, you know, a football fan my whole life, but like I didn't know the ins and outs of it of it was kind of like if we would have tried to date. We've talked about it still to this day. If we would have tried to date long distance for a longer time, I don't think we would have lasted because selfishly, I don't think I would understand how intense his schedule is. You know what I mean? So it'd be like for training camp when you don't get to see him for like two, three freaking weeks, I'd be like, why isn't he talking to me? He must not like me that much. Like, why isn't he like calling me? Why is, you know, when really it's like, he's literally at work for a bajillion hours a day and then when he comes home he's exhausted so like the last thing he wants to do is probably call me at home and you know what I mean like I don't think there would have been that understanding because I didn't know what it was like it would have just been like wow his schedule sounds like it sucks but like he obviously is not making time for like his new girlfriend like this is not what I want type thing and so like we talk about it where it's like it was like a do or die thing like I had to get out there because before the season I had to be there in person to really see. And I'm sure you, you know, too, like you stayed in California for a little bit and like, couldn't really see what Chad was going through. And then once you moved here, you're like, Oh, this is the crap that you kind of like have to go through and see it firsthand is way easier than just seeing it through like what he's telling you type thing, I guess. And so I'm glad we did it the way that we did it because I think if we would have tried to like tough out the season long distance, it would not have been as much of like a realization on my part of what this life really is, you know? Yeah. And I, I think like you're saying, you literally jumped into it. It wasn't where, okay, you met him, let's say like during a prolonged period, like for a year, you guys got to hang out, get to know each other. It was really like you either go there and you guys do this thing together or you do long distance and see how that goes. Like you didn't have time to figure all that stuff out like bef before all of that started happening. So yeah, it's yeah. just like a whirlwind of stuff. And I mean, you know, you moved out there and you're like, what the hell, let's do it. Let's see what happens. Nothing to lose at this point. Yeah, exactly. And like I said, I always had my backup plan. Like I'll just go back to Nevada and work in my hospital I was at. Like I always had that cushion that made it a lot less scary. So, and it's the best decision I've ever made, I think, <laughs> you know? Yeah, you went in there with a game plan, but the game plan to not have a game plan. So like yeah, you had a bad, exactly. you had a fallout plan. Exactly. You're like before that, let's just go for it. Exactly, like do or die. God, it takes a lot of faith and a lot of just like being okay with the unknown, which is like the perfect way to enter the NFL because that's literally the lifestyle <laughs> that you have to be yeah. okay with. I mean, I'm still in the unknown a little bit here. It's <laughs> like how this life works, you know. So I know when I talk to people, like they'll be like, "Oh, what's happening with you guys? Like, where are you?" Be like, "Well, we're in California, but you know, any day now we could go there. You know, anything could happen." They're like, "I couldn't do it." I'm hearing that a lot more now than I feel like I used to. Like, "Oh, I couldn't do it." Just like the validation of actually like hearing people be like, "Oh, it's it's so cool that you just get to get up and go. Like that must be so amazing." So from hearing that to people being like, "Oh, I couldn't do it." Like actually understanding more, I'm like, "Thank you." So I don't have to explain it. 
in depth every time like yeah. why it's kind of like yeah. why it's hard the word yeah the worst is not being able to like answer like oh so we're trying to do this trip in November like where are you guys gonna be I'm like mm, I don't know actually so like get back to you like I'll let you know like about three days before if I'm coming like that kind of thing that people don't understand of just like wow that's a really weird life I'm like yeah welcome to my life like <laughs> You know what just ha- what I just did two days ago is I bought comedy tickets to a, a show in February. And I like I felt kind of weird. I'm like, that's really far away. Like, I don't know if I should be paying for these tickets. I'm like, this is weird. People will plan where they're living like a year in advance. And the fact that I'm buying a comedy show ticket, I'm like, whoa, this is really early for me to commit to this. Like, <laughs> what? It's weird. It's so weird. It's yeah. Yeah. You got to deal with it. But I, I remember we went to an open practice with the Jets. I just moved there and I met, I don't remember. Oh, I think we actually went out in New York. It was we the first time out. that we met. We picked you up and you were wearing dress, a dress and vans and you were from California. And I was like, <laughs> I know I'm going to love this girl because like she's from West Coast, best coast with me, baby. Let's go. And you're wearing your vans. And I was like, oh, I love this girl. And then we go out and just had the time of our life. So I instantly fell in love with you. I was so excited. And we, <laughs> we weren't able to like be together for very long. You, you guys like left short after, but I was so glad to meet you. The vans thing. Oh, if my mom listens to that, she gives me every single time. She's like, why are you wearing sneakers with a dress? I'm like, well, I love it. I got the bunions. I can't go out and look cute with that. Like knees up, I look great. Like knees down, not so hot. But yeah. like, and we went to a nice restaurant. Yeah, we went to like some rooftop. I think it was refinery rooftop is where we went. That I actually don't think I've been there since then. And I was just talking about it the other day. Um, but yeah, we like went out there. It was with like eight of us, or I think of us. Remember, it was like eight in like one of the player protect vans. And yeah, yeah, it was a blast. See, I just remembered that that was a thing, the player protect fans. I think that every team should provide that for I've their I've said players. that. I've totally said that, especially, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have been, um, I've been saying that. They've been trying to expand. They have the Giants, the Jets, and I want to say some Florida team. I can't remember who, but um, the company's trying to, like, expand. But, yeah, it's the best. Yeah, they should definitely expand. I don't see why why teams would say no, just, you know, for the safety of everybody um but what I do remember from meeting you the second time we went to this open practice was how open you were just in general talking about yourself everything just talking about your life and you were just so open about everything it wasn't you weren't reserved you I mean you said everything just like how it was and I really liked that like I like because I feel like I'm less of a reserved person I'm more like just word vomit things and I'm like Mm -hmm. what's to be embarrassed about it's something that you did you've lived through it whatever like it's it's a funny story to tell in the end but I remember telling Chad that I'm like she was so open like at practice it was awesome like it was so much fun just sitting there I was just listening to her the whole time it was a great time (laughs) that's funny I like take that as a compliment thank you yeah I mean for me I feel like maybe sometimes I need to be a bit more mindful or maybe that's just when Chad's looking at me he's like why are you saying this oh I I get those looks too. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) The side eye. Uh, Yeah. Now that you're saying that, like I watch your stories and just John's side eye is hilarious. He does it. So I saw the face mask and him doing the side eye with the face mask had me dying. He has a mean side eye. A mean side eye. I think it's because he just like wants to really let me know like, hey. (laughs) But I do want to mention early how 
much you rep, John. Like you were drinking from your bottle, water bottle before we started recording, and that's the water bottle with a huge sticker of his head on it. And just <laughs> like the shirts, the shoes with him painted on it. Yes, <laughs> she's showing. I need to post a picture of this. He's wearing yeah, sunglasses. It's just a sticker of his head. It's and it's huge. The sticker is huge. Well, so the stickers from his birthday in Tulum. It's like I did. I think you remember us talking about it. The Etsy, like I made, I made John everything. So it was his thirtieth birthday. So I went all out. Like I had John confetti, John like John head confetti, John head stickers. Like John had like banners hanging across the wall, like balloons of John. Like we had shirts with John. Like everything had his face all over it. So this is just this like super cheesy picture. And it's hilarious since I like have it on my water bottle because it's so funny to me because it's like not supposed to be a good picture. It's like really funny. <laughs> and so I have it everywhere. But yeah, I mean, got to rep your man, you know, like I'm so proud of him and everything that he does that I like love just sporting him however I can, you know. Yeah. And I, I wrote that town too. how it's not just football. It's his birthday, getting these stickers made of him, the confetti made of him. It's like repping him and everything he does and like that especially in this industry I think could be so hard for if if you feel like maybe you're just supporting him doing the occupation not him as a person but just being able to like also show hey I'm in it for whatever we're doing together like I'm supporting you you're supporting me it doesn't matter football isn't here anymore like that's still going to be here that's that's still gonna we're going to work out in the end you know because it's just it's a short amount of time that we have in the league yeah yeah, absolutely. I mean, I just like I love I love birthdays in general. I just love celebrating, you know, people's birthdays and stuff like that. So yeah, we always go pretty big for each other's birthdays. And, you know, any chance we get, I just celebrate, you know, whether it's Thanksgiving or anything, you know, which is ha- hard to do in the NFL, like actually celebrate certain holidays, too. Because oh, again, yeah. like, how do you how do you plan for it? You can't really plan much. You just maybe a couple days before you're like, okay, I got to hurry because we're going to be here. And this is what we're going to do. That's how, I mean, that's how this year was. I guess I can kind of get into that if you want me to. This year was yeah. probably um, a big, well, I guess I, was, I can start with last year. It's just like leaning into holidays, I guess. Um, so when we were on the Jets, he was signed to a uh, two-year. He had signed a one-year and then just signed a two-year, and he was on the second year of his two-year, and he got cut after training camp. And this was our first experience with being cut. Um, and so obviously lives like drastically change because now it's at any moment we have to move or like, we don't know where the hell we're going, you know? Um, and so we had signed with the bills like two weeks later and moved up there. And so like we, I would usually host Thanksgiving every year and, or like, you know, that was my third year hosting it. People would come to our house in Jersey and I would cook and do the whole shebang. And so now people who like had already bought tickets for November, because this is September, you know, we're coming for Thanksgiving. We had to be like, just kidding. And I mean, games and, and holidays, you know, we had people booked out at all these games and tickets bought, you know, everything. And, and then it was like calling them and saying like, so sorry, uh, we're going to have to like, cancel your flight because we're not living in New Jersey anymore and so we were able to make Thanksgiving work in Buffalo we just kind of rented an Airbnb um because we were at like a small little apartment there um and still had people come in for it and then this year for Thanksgiving we were on the Giants and he got cut after training camp and so he moved back to Arizona which is where our off-season home is 
um, he moved back there so that he could train until he got a call. And I stayed here so that we could kind of get stuff packed up. And we had a, a music festival that we had already bought tickets to and stuff like that. Um, and then he got a call, I think, two weeks after, like a week after being in Arizona. And the Giants wanted to sign him back. <laughs> and so now he had to move back from Arizona to here. And so then we were no longer moving. I had to cancel all of our car shipments, like everything. Like it was such a back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It was insane. Um, and same, again, still trying to plan Thanksgiving where we have family coming to town, that whole thing. So it's just like, and again, games. I had friends that were coming to games and had to tell them like, sorry, he's cut. You can't come to the game anymore. And then calling him back two weeks later, like actually he's back on the team. So you can still come to the game, I guess, if you want. <laughs> And then back to Thanksgiving, but I was kind of all over the place, but it's just like hard to plan anything with, with this crazy life of just where you're going to be. And everybody kind of knows where they're just like, Oh, we feel really bad. Cause you have to move. And I was like, well, I feel bad. Cause you have to like cancel your flight now and sorry, but now you're getting like a little taste of what our life is like, I guess. Yeah. I didn't even know about him moving back, you know, cause all I know is what I see on social media, just like that's all anybody else knows yeah. or what you see yeah. like in the news and ESPN and stuff. But like that stuff is happening behind the scenes, whether you know it or not. Like I, I didn't realize that he had moved back and you guys were yeah. planning on doing that. Cause I know you just got a amazing place in uh it's New Jersey, right? So it's yeah. across the way. Okay. Yeah. In New Jersey with an awesome view. Cause I see your stories and I see that you're actually like going to, like you said, festivals, you had tickets before. So I'm like, good. She's like doing everything she can while she's there. Like it's a great place to be, especially yeah. like it's a completely other coast and it just has so much other stuff to offer than it does on the West coast. So just like taking advantage of that while you're there, but then also like having to do all that planning and being stressed out, but trying to enjoy yourself at the same time. is like difficult. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that's what like, I'm cause since we lived in like, we lived deeper in Jersey when we were on the jet. So we didn't go to the city as much. And I like was kind of regretting that once we had to move suddenly last year, I was regretting that I hadn't done all the things in the city that I'd wanted to do and like all the really touristy stuff. And, you know, you grow up like as a kid on the West coast, like just like New York's literally only on movies, you know, and like now we get to live here. And so I was like pissed off because I hadn't done everything that I wanted to. So this year I was like, I'm doing everything as much as I can. Like I'm really getting it out, especially if we're only going to be here for a year, blah, blah, blah. And then it gets cut. And I was like, oh, I, I like lost that chance to do everything. And so, yeah, it was super crazy because he didn't get a call. I mean, they tell you to pack a bag and be ready to go at any moment, you know, and he didn't get a call for a little bit. And so and of course, I'm not going to announce on social media, like, FYI, just got cut from the team, you know, like true, like Giants fans or true, like, you know, family and friends and supporters of us, like I would talk to or that knew or, you know, saw it and whatever and reached out. But so yeah, I didn't get a call right away. So he's like, well, I should just at least get back to training, like kind of how you guys are right now. Like, I need to be working out and not just sitting here. So he went back to Arizona. And like I said, I stayed here. And then when he got the call back, it wasn't even like a re-announce that he's like re-signed to the team. So I'll like talk to people about this whole like roller coaster that we went through in September that people have no idea any of that happened. And it's just like, these are the, the ins and outs of the, of the league that people don't see, you know, or that you don't like to talk about because it's just hard. And I just lean closer, you know, to my, 
to my family to get through it and stuff like that, especially when John needs to like really focus on what he's going to do next, you know? And, and so, yes. And then he came back and then to add even more to it, he was back for, I don't know, like a month. And then he tore his Achilles and now he's out for the rest of the season (laughs) on IR. So to add another loop to the roller coaster, that was the last the last like thing that's happened to us. So now we're just kind of chilling, hanging out, but we're still in New York, still trying to take full advantage of it, still trying to do all the things and still enjoying being here and enjoying our view. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm enjoying the view too. Whenever I see yeah. it, I'm like, Oh my gosh. Cause I'm the same as you. I'm like, we lived more. I mean, we live right up the street from you guys. Yeah. So yeah. we were the same thing in New Jersey. That's more Chad style, but I was like, I would like to do more things in the city. So yeah, yeah. it, I, I really would have rather done what, what you're doing right now. But I mean, you never know, honestly, you never know what's going to happen, know. like where we're going to go to next. Yeah. But what I don't think people realize too, is like, when you're on IR, you aren't just sitting at home, like you're going in for treatments, you have to get different work done, you can't just do whatever you want. You yeah. even actually have longer days because you have to stay after things like maybe you're going to watch a practice you're going to go in for film too but then you have to stay after everybody's there to like do all your rehab do all your stuff and make sure like you're recovering and you're okay like health wise and it's it's still hard like it's hard because you have to be in there and do all that stuff you don't just get a free you don't get a free ride just like get to sit back and watch the games it's still work during that yeah. time yeah so he still goes in every day and does all of his treatment and so he has his torn Achilles and then also like some torn ligaments in his finger. So he has like two injuries that they are fixing right now. And um, yeah, does treatment. He still goes to meetings, still watches films. He just doesn't um, go to practice. He still does workouts. He, yeah, it's like he's still on the team. So a lot of people are like, oh, so you get to like go back home to Arizona. And I was like, no, he's still on the team. He's just not playing in the games or in practice, you know, and and we still have fr- like friends that had and family that had already booked tickets to games too. So like, I'm still going to the games. I'm still supporting the giants. You know, we're still rooting for our team. It's just a bummer going and not even getting to see him like on the sideline, you know, it's just going just to support the team and have fun with my friends and family when they come to town, you know, so we can still kind of get a little bit of this football life while we're here, I guess. Yeah. I mean, like going to the games and like you said, not even seeing him on the sidelines. Like it's a bummer because you know all the work that's happening behind the scenes. Like the fun part is getting to play in a game. So when mm-hmm. you're doing all that stuff and you're not even reaping the, like getting to be rewarded with the game. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's rough. Like being there, like you said, supporting the team, supporting the Giants. But like at the end of the day, you're a fan of, of John. Of John. You're, you're, yeah. yeah. Bigger fan of John than the team because, yeah. you know. Yeah. So that's hard. But you said, I know you guys just got this place in Arizona. Was it two off seasons ago? So we got it in June of 2020. So we've had it just a little bit over a year. Um, Because that's where he trained every year um, since he started in the league. And it's just like at a, um, he's on the O-line. So it's just like an O-line gym that he's at and found it through, um, when he got out of college. And so we just usually would do like a Airbnb, um, every off season while we were there. And then finally decided that that's going to be like our home base. So let's do, let's buy a house and bought a house and completely renovated it, had a blast with that. And so it is, it's so different having like a home base that we can like go back to and have like half of our stuff there and everything, you know, while we're just kind of like temporarily 
wherever he's playing. He's from Florida originally. Um, he went to University of Florida and he, I think the owner of the gym, he's a former, um, former NFL player and he found John in college and said like, Hey, can work out for my gym or without my, with my gym in Arizona. Um, and it's a really nice gym. Like I said, it's like strictly O-linemen. So they do like normal workouts, but then also like O-line drills and stuff like that. Um, and he also like helped find his agent back in the day and stuff like that. So, and he went there and he loved it. He just loved Arizona. He loved the area, loved the gym. And so he's been going there. Yeah. Like eight, eight off seasons now. I was just going to say, I went with him and I like it too. And it's close enough to home for me and, and stuff like that. So we decided like, let's have this be home base for a little while and let's finally like buy a home right now. So, you know, while the housing market's good and instead of doing we need like a home base since we kind of had the home base in Jersey just by default just because that's where I moved to like from Nevada so we needed like more of that home base set up where we could keep all of our stuff and our dogs are still there right now and stuff like that so I was gonna ask you because I I haven't seen any videos of your dogs so they're back in Arizona (laughs) who's watching them in Arizona so John's brother and his wife and their baby are living at our house um right now and watching the house and the dogs and so it worked out really well but yeah this is the longest I've ever been away from them and I'm literally dying so that's been really hard especially during the football season because I'm like obsessed with my dogs and the football season when he's so busy and gone all the time I've always had my dogs and I like literally talk to them and spend so much time with them and they like keep me company and everything so now it's like been really quiet when he's gone a lot and I'm like I usually have my dogs here and now it's just really quiet and it's been hard not having them but it worked out better it's just way easier to keep them there so it's funny how vocal the pets of NFL couples are because that's (laughs) all you talk to you don't have kids that's all you talk to the whole time exactly exactly so I see you are doing a bunch of renovations to your guys' house. And I love looking at home renovation stuff because we don't have a home base. So I love seeing yeah. other people's renovations. How how has that been just being able to mold this house into something just like your vision? It's your own. Oh my gosh, it was such a blast. So we started it, like I said, we bought it in June 2020. And we pretty much like fully, we pretty much gutted the whole thing. Um, It just had like travertine tile throughout the whole thing that we didn't want. We wanted, you know, like wood or LVP LVP floors and all this stuff. So we gutted it, moved some walls um, and redid the entire kitchen. Um, And so we kind of like bit off a lot more than we could chew that we realized like, wow, this is turning into way bigger than we thought. Um, But it was like my Pinterest dream of just like getting to pick out like this is the kitchen I've always loved. This is the tile. This is the, you know, and like John just let me kind of run with it. He like knew that I had the eye for it. So if I like had, you know, a question where I couldn't decide between this or that, he would like help me decide. But besides that, he like really let me kind of, kind of go like with my vision, you know, and it was really awesome to just, I've never done that before, you know, to be able to make it exactly how we want it um, was really cool. And the, but the hardest part was that we, since we bought it in June, renovations started in like July. So we got to see maybe like two weeks of it. And then everything else happened while we were not living there. And we were in Jersey because we were on the jets at that point. And so 
I'm like micromanaging through my contractor from across the country. So that was really hard because I, there were like mistakes and there was stuff that like, if I was there, I would have been like, you know, the one like putting my foot down, like this needs to be right. This is blah, blah, blah. And like, you know, I had to like yell at a certain flooring person over the phone because he did something wrong and he was fighting me on it. And I wasn't there in person to like stop him from doing it. So like stuff like that made it a lot harder than it should have been. But besides that, like just the whole experience of just getting to pick everything and make it into like literally our home, like not just like a home we bought, but like, this is what we're picking. This is what we want it to look like was so cool. And we're not even close to being done. Like, I mean, I guess I'm exaggerating. We need to do a couple of the bathrooms and mostly like furnishing it. Like it's still sitting pretty vacant because COVID everything was like months, 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 months behind. Like it took us like five months just to get our couch and stuff like that. So, and then I had to take a break because now I'm not living there. So I can't be like measuring things and ordering things and stuff like that. So it was like working on it so much, so much, so much. And then it was like July this year came and I was like, all right, now I have to just take a break and stop working on it until I get back in, you know, January, February after the season. So looking forward to it. (laughs) So I think it's funny when people are getting, because I know this happens a lot in the league where, you know, you have a place and you want to do renovations, but you can't be there. So you're just like communicating over the phone. How these people like, I know that they know what can and can't be done, but to a certain extent, it's like, why are you arguing with me about what I want to do to my house? I literally like, and it sounded like so mean, but I was like, I am paying you to do this how exactly we want it. Like, if you were doing this for free for me, then you could tell me how it should be done. But like, you can't tell me that this is how like the colors are going and should be when I literally specifically told you this is how I wanted it. And like, it, I, I had to get mean sometimes because I was like, he was awful. Like, he was so awful. And I... And he did it wrong. He charged us too much. He had to rip some things up because it wasn't what I said. I was able to go back to our like contract and our messages to prove that this is how I wanted it. He did it wrong from that. And like, it was, yeah, it was so annoying. I don't get how this guy is still working, but. Well, maybe he just does it for people who are a far ways away and then they don't have to deal with somebody like you who's like, hey, this is how I want it done. So what I'm hearing is keep messages, screenshot, everything, keep every email. Oh, Oh, I have folders of just old stuff like from our place in 2017. I just, I still don't trust them. I'm like, they're going to come back. Something's going to haunt us 15 years from now. I don't trust them. Yeah. And you think that they would just handle it of like, if I was to live here, this is how I'd want it done. Or this is the quality I would want it. Or you know, having my name on it, I want it at this quality. And it was just like, nope, let's just get it done. See you later. Yeah. Especially you're like, I'm paying for this. You're paying a lot of money to get this stuff done. This isn't his vision. This is your vision that I'm paying you to do. And it's, it's like a, a nationwide thing. It's so weird that like contractors or any sort of construction people, it's like known that this is how they are. Cause my family's having this same problem in Nevada. And then we had it in Arizona. And like, I hear about people in Texas. I'm like, why is this like a known occupation that always has these problems? <laughs> like, it's not like we're just now building houses for our first time. Like it's bizarre to me, but it's like that in car mechanics. It's like the yeah. two people that you do not trust. I'm always like, is that really the price for the tires? Exactly. Do I really need all of those things? Because you're just taking advantage of me since I'm a girl and I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just going to say yes, do it. But do I really need all of that? That's when you like call your dad or your boyfriend like, hey, he says I need this. Do I really need this stuff done? Come on. 
<laughs> oh, I ask my dad all the time, like, okay, tell me where to go so I know that they're not going to rip me off because yeah. I don't trust them. I'm going to walk in there. They're going to take one look at me and go, oh, I got exactly. this. Exactly. And I'm not exactly. playing with that. They don't know the attitude behind the small person. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we did, we touched briefly that you are a nurse. So being a nurse, you can technically work anywhere, but it's not mm-hmm. just as easy as saying, okay, well, we moved here. I'm just going to do this. I don't have to have any training. I can just go in. They're going to give me a job. So what have the challenges been for you moving to all these places and the unknown of like where you're going to live and trying to get a job in that place? So when I moved to Jersey, um, he was, again, he was on the jets for a year. And so we were kind of expecting to only be there for a year. So working in a hospital, you know, it can take anywhere from like eight to 12 weeks just to train for your position in the hospital, you know? So it's not like just going and working at like Ulta where they can train me for like two weeks and I can start the job. You know what I mean? It's like, it's a long training period to get into the hospital. So investing that time, obviously you don't want to like work at the job for two months, you know, you want to work long as long as you can. So being there for a year, and and when I say a year, I guess I should specify it's a football season, so technically six months, so like not even a year. So I moved there in August. We're expecting like maybe we're going to be here until January. So I didn't get a job for that first season. Second season, he signed a two-year contract. So we're like, okay, we're going to be here for a little bit longer. So I was like, okay, now I should get a job because one, I started to, which I, I know that so many girls can relate to this is that it started being so much just like his life, his football life, his, everything is him. And I like lost my like importance or my like purpose of like, I was a nurse and I was really good at being a nurse and I'm, I'm in labor and delivery. And so I was very passionate about my job. And I thought like, Oh, this will be fun to not work for a little bit. And then it was like, okay, now I'm like over it. I want to go back to doing something that I'm passionate about and like that I have a purpose as well as supporting him. But like, I need something for myself. And so I missed it so much. And I was like, all right, let's get back into the hospital. Get back into the hospital. I'm all like nervous because like in Nevada, I was working at a hospital that delivered like 150 babies a month. And I get to this house in New Jersey or this hospital in New Jersey and they're delivering 450 babies a month. So like it is the like it is insane compared to the hospital I worked at back home and so I'm just like super nervous. I'm really excited. I've you know just like I haven't worked for like a year or two, so I'm worried I'm not going to remember it, you know, and all these like fears and I finally get back into it and I'm just like even though it's an insane hospital, I was just like this is me. This is like where I'm supposed to be, like I'm killing it, like loving this so much, blah blah. blah. And so I'm working there and I work there for a year. I'm finally comfortable. I'm finally like, you know, learning all the people I'm working with, like learning where stuff is, like feeling good about my job. And then that's when he gets cut from the jets. And so it was just like, now I have to call my, I have to go to work and be like, so I'm, I have to quit because we're moving. Oh, where are you moving? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but we're going to be moving soon. Well, when are you moving? I don't know, but like, just so you know, I'm going to be quitting soon. So I guess I'll just like work until I get a date, you know, like it was so weird. And it's really weird because other people obviously don't comprehend it because they're not living it. So they're just like, oh, that's really odd. Or, you know, why don't you just stay here? Or why don't, you know, it's just like, it was really 
it was really crappy to be honest. It was really crappy because I was finally like back in, in my groove of doing what I wanted to do for me. Um, and had to quit it for him, you know, to move to our next place. And so that's when we ended up finding out we were going to Buffalo. So then I had to like tell people I was moving to Buffalo, New York, which I never thought like those words would come out of my mouth. (laughs) But, um, so yeah, then I ended up moving up there and then it was like that fear all over again of, I have no idea how long we're going to be here. I'm not going to go get into a hospital. It's now almost October. We're only going to be here till January. So I guess I'm just not going to work again. So not working again, which again is like, everybody thinks it's like great. Like, oh, you don't have to work. Like lucky you, like blah, blah, blah. And so it's like, it's great for like a short time. And then you start like, I was bored. I, again, I like needed that purpose and stuff like that and getting you know, down on yourself or stressing yourself out of just like, what am I doing? You know? And so we then went back to Arizona and that's when we, um, we have this house that we're working on. So I wanted to start looking for a job in Arizona and I guess I should back up when I worked in Jersey, it was during COVID. And so my plan was like to go back to Arizona for the off season and just fly back to Jersey, like two different times to work um, so that I could keep my job in Jersey for when we come back and then we would be back for spring ball. And so when that didn't happen, when spring ball didn't happen because of COVID, I was like flying back to Jersey to work once a month during the middle of COVID. I was like the only one on the plane the whole time. (laughs) And, and then, yeah, so fast forward, then had to get, then had to move to Buffalo and then, sorry, I'm like all over the place. Had to move to Buffalo and didn't get a job there. Then back to Arizona for, again, that second offseason now of having the home. And so I was looking for a job in Arizona of where I could work per diem, which is the once a month. And then I would go, you know, back and forth between wherever we're playing in Arizona just during the season. But then during the offseason, I'd be in Arizona the whole time. So that was the plan and waiting for renovations to finish and stuff like that. Looking for per diem jobs. I didn't find any, you know, in the couple of months that we were there and now it's the football season again. So now we're back to Jersey with the giants and I'm here and I'm looking for now just like temporary jobs. Like, cause again, I don't want to get into the hospital. Um, it will just take too long. So I want something that I can like temporarily have and be able to leave when I need to, and it not be like a bit, a big hit, you know? So I'm looking for stuff at like IV hydration places or just like random little doctor's offices and stuff like that. And then I find this super sweet gig where, um, it's for COVID testing on, um, like movie sets and TV sets, commercial sets, like CBS, like places like that. I'm COVID testing like the staff and the talent and the, you know, everybody from like the director to the people on the news. Like, um, and so it's super easy where I can just pick up days whenever I need to. Um, they're super good with my schedule. So like if I need time off, it's not a big deal. They just text me like, do you want these jobs this week? I say yes or no. Um, and it's just temporary, you know, until the season's over and I'm able to leave. And it's like the most perfect job for this lifestyle right now. And so I'm so grateful for it. Um, and I'm loving it. I'm getting to meet all sorts of cool people and seeing TV sets and movie sets and, you know, like stuff that I've never been around before being from like little old Nevada. You know? <laughs> and so 
it's really cool and it works out so perfect. Um, it was funny cause I had gotten the job and they, you know, called me to offer me the job right after John got cut. And so I had to say, thanks for the offer, but we're going to be moving. So I can't take the job after I just found this perfect job for this, you know, temporary spot in our life. And so I had turned down the job cause we were moving. And then two weeks later I called the boss back up and was like, so just kidding. We're not moving anymore. Can I still have the job <laughs> and was able to get the job back. And so it did, it, it worked out perfect. So. Well, and you saying that you get to commute to different states, not just to different cities. Like it, everything is so yeah. close together that you're commuting to different states all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So today I drove to Connecticut, did a little COVID swab really quick, drove back, got to drive through some cool neighborhoods, check out like the fall foliage along the way and enjoy the drive the whole time. It was cool. Being from the West Coast, I will say that I do appreciate the weather and just the changing of the seasons on the East Coast, not having to deal like with the snow full time like they do. And I know that's why a lot of people don't like it, like shoveling the driveway and stuff. I'm like, oh, this is great. I get to play in the snow for two months and then back to California where it's like yeah. nice and sunny the whole time. They're probably looking yeah. at me like you have no idea, lady. You have yeah. no idea. So you talking about, do you have to go into your jobs and say like, hey, I... I may have to go somewhere anytime. Like, do you approach it in that way? Like, just tell them, like, the situation that you both are in that he is in the NFL? So I, when I got the job at the hospital, like, and so that was 2019 when I got that job. Um, when I had my interview, I told my manager, you know, like the, the um, supervisor of the floor, I told her that my boyfriend plays in the NFL. And like, so because there was the lapse in my, in my job, you know, there was a lapse in my work experience on my resume and that could look bad. So I needed to explain of like, so I like moved across the country and we didn't know if we we're going to live here. So I couldn't work. And again, like trying to explain this life to the normal human is like the weirdest thing. Like people like just don't get it. And I, I understand it cause I didn't get it before. But I had to be like, so it's a really weird situation. We weren't sure where we were going to live. So I didn't work for this time. And But like, please hire me. I'm like really good at my job. And like, you know, and so I told her. But like, I think a lot of people will understand or relate with is that a lot of times people will like either freak out or treat you different, you know, when they find out that your boyfriend's a football player or your husband's a football player and stuff like that. So it was kind of fun, to be honest. I started at the hospital and my supervisor knew, but she didn't tell anybody. And so I didn't tell anybody. I tried to, I would like come home and tell John like, yeah, nobody still knows that like you play football. This is great. Cause it's just like, it's me. I just get to be me at the hospital. I'm not Jonathan Harrison's girlfriend, you know, and I get to just be this like kick-ass nurse and show them like what I've got in my in my talent you know and so it was kind of like a fun game of like let's see how long it takes for people to like get it and it's usually the conversation every time is like so where are you from and you know I where I'm from Nevada but we live in Arizona but now we live in Jersey like I'm here for my boyfriend's job like eventually like it would come out but it was actually like a couple months and like once once the girls at work heard about it it like spread like wildfire of just like oh my god your boyfriend's in the NFL like blah 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 I was like yeah 
anyways, still Mackenzie. Hey, how, how you doing? Like, let's, you know, like anyways, like, I don't want to make a deal about it. I don't want to make it like I'm, I don't want them to treat me any different. I don't want them to, you know, and, and bad and good, like people would be nicer to me or people would be mean to me or people would try to get, you know, tickets or like stuff like that. I didn't want anything like that. I just wanted like work to be work and my work, you know, not John's work. And so, um, yeah, it was fun. So I didn't really like tell anybody until it started to come out and then obviously had to tell people. And then, um, one of the girls that I worked at with there actually helped me get this COVID testing job. And so, um, I think when she like kind of was explaining what my situation was, I think it kind of already like came out to my boss here that this is like that he, you know, he's in the NFL. And so that's why we were going to be moving and now we're not moving and stuff like that. So technically I've only had those two job chances or experiences to like tell people of like what he does type thing. And it's worked out, worked out okay so far. And it's interesting how it can either be one or the other. Like it's very much, oh, I'm not, I'm not Mackenzie anymore. I'm, I'm John's girlfriend. Or it can be where people completely understand and they are like, are helping you out in a way where they're like, okay, I understand that you don't know this. Like, let me help you out as much as I can. Where like you said, your friend got you a job. So it can go either way. And it doesn't mean like completely one way or the other. It could be just like divided in half, like you said. And you saying not having a job for that amount of time and just like getting bored and you do have a job that is like I feel like very emotional like you're tied to it like that's a very important that's one of the most important moments in everybody's lives is having having a child so and you're part of that experience with them and not working for that time and like not just missing like your job but like your passion as well is I know something that's really difficult and you're saying when people are saying oh it must be great not having a job not having to work And I think it's even more telling of somebody who, let's say, has had a gap like this and whose boyfriend or husband does play in the NFL and you want to go back to work. So you weren't working and you choose to go and do that because that's what you want to do. You have your own motivations and it's not just financial. I'm not saying that every football player like doesn't need help financially, like we're not all millionaires, but just knowing like it's not just about the money, it's the drive, it's the passion, it's the purpose that you feel. Like I feel like that's much more telling of a person than somebody who just goes in five days a week, works for the weekend and like doesn't really care about their job. I think that's really cool and something that you don't really think about with the women who do who don't work and then choose to go back to work if that's what they want to do. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, I mean, right now we're, we're blessed enough that John, John makes good money. And so it's not this, like, I need to go like be scraping by to try to like make some money so we can pay some bills. It was just like, I need to do something for me and I need to do something that I know I'm good at type thing, you know? And I mean, you've seen it like in the league of, it's just like, who are you dating? Who are you with? Like, blah, blah, blah. like that's all you are. Like you really like lose. And I, I don't want to say it like I'm like negative about the NFL. It's just like, these are the parts that, you know, the girls can relate to is just that you lose like who you are because it's just who you're with and you, you give up everything for him so that he can be successful, which is like what you sign up for. And so it's like, I know that I'll have my time to like, we get to go wherever I want to go, you know, in the off season, especially like off season is really good time to really flip the script, you know, but it's just like, it is, it's so important. And I think that, you know, for any girl in the league, it's so important to still have your, 
your own thing that's you, that's that's what you are passionate about, whether it's, it doesn't even have to be a job, whether it's baking cookies, whether it's, you know, anything to just keep doing that. So you don't just like fall into the shadow of your guy 24 seven, you know what I mean? And it, it really takes a good partner too, to help you not feel that way. John's really good at like, he was fully supportive of like, whatever I wanted to do, if I didn't want to work, if I did want to work, you know, and then in the off season, what do I want to do since we've done only him for the whole season, you know? So it's like finding that balance with a good partner. And then also like realizing yourself of just like knowing to still, to still have something for you during this time. That's so focused on him, I guess. Yeah. The off season. I know that's something that most of the women have said, like off season being their time. Like their mm-hmm. time to do whatever they want and not just like whatever they want, but just follow their own passions or their own motivations and not just focusing on football. And that is also, you know, that's something that you have to agree on together. Like come to the understanding that, hey, like I'm here for you. I want you to be here for me. And like you just said, John is really good at that. And I see you guys in your relationship on Instagram and not just from Instagram. Like I know your guys' relationship because I've been around you guys is just so fun and playful and you make each other laugh and lighthearted but also supportive at the same time like it's all encompassing and I can definitely tell that from your TikTok videos where you guys are doing couple <laughs> challenges that they're I look so at good. Chad and I'm like please <laughs> please Chad do this with me he's like no I'm not picking you up you're too heavy I know we have a lot of fun with that we get them sent to us all the time we're really behind on it we really need to step up our TikTok game man going to types of clothes I did want to talk about when you guys went to the Super Bowl party like all the stuff leading up to the Super Bowl going to the game you walk the red carpet in your beautiful green dress you and John killed the walkway oh like gosh. how was that that it just looks like only in the NFL could you do like this. the coolest experience that we've both ever had like it was so cool and like we are so blessed that it happened in general but we are so lucky that it happened when it did because like the next year was COVID year and like could not have had that kind of experience, you know? And it's just like, we really lucked out by that. And so, yeah, so he was nominated for the Walter Payton um, Man of the Year for the Jets. And so all 32 nominees get to go to the NFL Honors at Super Bowl. And so this one was in Miami, which of course is just going to be a blast in itself. Um, And yeah, so everything was just like super planned, like set up for us, like we just felt the coolest. Like it was so much fun. We, that was like also stressful. Like I need to get a gown. I need to find a hair and make a person in Miami, all this stuff. And so it was really cool, um, to get to stay at the hotel, like with all these like legends. It was also like the, it was like the hundred year something of the NFL where they were like doing all the legends of that. So again, like being a huge football fan, I was so excited to see all those guys and and then, yeah, we got to go to the honors and walk a red carpet, which like John and I have no idea what we're doing. So we're just like, do like, <laughs> like smile here, smile there, like so awkward and just like had like made the best of it. And then, yeah, I got to go into the award ceremony and he didn't like win the overall, but it was still just like such an experience. Like we will never, ever, 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 ever forget that. And then got to go to the game and be in the suite with like all these legends, like you know, Peyton Manning's there, Jerry Rice was there, Joe Montana, like all these people where I'm just like, this is so cool. Like trying not to like fangirl or embarrass John, you know, with all these like super cool football legends. And um, yeah, I mean, like watched the game, had a blast. And 
So it was so cool. Unlike anything we've ever got to go through. Well, growing up a football fan too, like you weren't just a fan when you started dating John, like growing up a football yeah. fan, you're like, oh yeah. my gosh, like I am on the other side of it now. I'm not yeah. just a spectator. I am like fully immersed in this awesome experience. Yeah. It's a huge, which like John will hate that I'm saying this, but I'm a Niners fan at heart being from Nevada, you know, it's like Niners or Raiders, which obviously you're going to go Niners. And so um, it's funny just because I was such a, like my family was such a huge Niners fans, like still are like. And so when John and I started dating, like that was probably the number one like crap I got from people of just like, oh, I thought you were a Niners fan. Now you're going to be with the Jets player. Oh, did you like when I told my mom, I was like, yeah, so like he happens to play for the Jets. And like, are you like, how is this going to work being with a football player? And she's like, well, did you tell him you're a Niners fan? Like, obviously, like that's what you have to say. And so that was really funny to like see that transition it's so so freaking different being like a football fan versus being a football girlfriend like just like I would wear like tutus to the game I mean I was like full fandom like going out and John's like leave the tutus at home you're not wearing those (laughs) do not embarrass me and so yeah so like he it was really it was really weird to transition that part but like also to get around like some of the other girls that like like no offense to them, but like didn't watch football their whole lives. And I'm like at the game, like ready to like watch exactly what he's doing and watch these, you know, plays that they're running and stuff like that. And I think that I think John honestly like appreciated it more because he's like, you actually get it. You get what I'm going through or you get like, you know, where I messed up on this part and like you can see it or, you know, where I did good at this part. And so I, I like I'm grateful for my like football upbringing, like my making my brothers proud, you know, like knowing all these parts and they just, they love it. My family loves it. They love to see the inside of the football life also. And um, they're obviously obsessed with John, but yeah. So the, like the Super Bowl was so much fun because the Niners were actually playing in that Super Bowl. So it was like even more exciting. And like I said, seeing like these Niners legends that like my brother had like jerseys of growing up our whole life, like was really, really cool. So, and again, like I had to like, John had to like remind me not to fangirl and embarrass him (laughs) when I'm over here, like a little kid freaking out, like, Oh my God, that's Jerry Rice. (laughs) And that's, that's funny because I have talked to people who because I'm a football fan too. Like I, I like watching the game. I'm not just a football girlfriend, but I, my dad's, my parents actually have been really into football forever. And I grew up watching it too. And I know that there are some guys who don't really want their significant other to care about football because they're like, when I come home from practice and from work, I don't even want to talk about football. I want somebody who like, we talk about something else and we just feel like we're normal. So I get that side too. So you're saying like some people who don't watch. And I think, I mean, it depends on who you're with. Some people want to be able to talk to you about work and some people want to not talk about it at all because it is so yeah. intense, especially yeah. for, I mean, most of the year it's intense because even when you're not in season, you're training during off season stuff. Yeah. But I did want to also bring up too, the last time we saw each other, I believe was when we were in Tennessee. I was living in Tennessee and you had traveled <laughs> and this guy, oh yeah, we, we had a great time um, up until the end. I was getting a bit irritated because we were talking to this guy his his friend group and our friend group your your friend group and he was like trying to mansplain to us and you were just mm. like you were just chilling you were sitting back you were like okay you're like you were just 
letting him do his thing. And I'm sitting here just like red face, like get more heated to be like, oh, it's my favorite. Why are you sitting here thinking you, because also like doesn't know that we watch football and also we're dating football players. So mm-hmm. he like looked at me, he's like, what's the Bears? Like, what was their wins and losses? I'm like, how does that make me a fan? Like, how does that make me a good fan knowing that? And also that's not even. And you're like, I'm not a Bears fan, so I don't care. <laughs> I mean, I know more than you know. Just asking the wins and losses, like asking me stats and trying to like ask me this stuff and test me. I know it was like, the bar atmosphere but also I was like not having it at all oh my I love that's like one of my favorite moments is when these guys try to talk football with me and they assume that I'm just this dumb blonde that doesn't know football and that's exactly what this guy did I remember specifically he was like trying to talk to me about it and I start talking specifically O-line stuff which like nobody talks O-line and O-line has no stats nobody knows anything about O-line and I'm talking about just different blocks and the different like a gaps and blah 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 and I'm going in and and he was like his mouth was like open just like oh my gosh how do you know all this and I was just like running it off and then it's my favorite to hit it at the end where they just like ask like where am I getting this I'm like I just really love football and they're like no way and then like I'll finally tell them like yeah my my boyfriend plays football like that's how I know all this like blah 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 and then they're like okay okay it makes sense but how you said it mansplaining is so perfect that they just assume that we don't (laughs) exactly and then the mic drop at the end being like oh yeah I date one boom don't talk to me don't think you can come up and explain (laughs) to me and hit on me like I will flip you 180 walk away yeah it's the best (laughs) it's the best I love it I was like oh I'm sorry I went off last night like I was so annoyed like oh no big deal don't worry about it (laughs) we handled it we were good I haven't asked you yet. So you've been to these three different teams. I know that with the Jets, you participated in a bunch of like, I don't know if you did Bible studies, but I know that we hung out with like a group of women when I was there at least. So have you gotten to do any of that with the different teams that you're on? Or has it been more like focusing like on work, situating your own lives and like figuring out how to be mobile last minute if you need to be like how has that worked out so I I like just said this recently actually and this sounds I'm not trying to say this like mean at all but like I feel like Renette Tomlinson and I were talking about it I feel like our glory years were like the Jets like 2017 2018 like because I had so much fun those years and I think it's just like I don't know if it was being new to the league Also, that was, like, before any fears of John ever being cut and, like, stuff like that and all this other crap that we've been through to where I knew the girls, like, all you guys, you know, people had been there for multiple years and we were so close and we hung out outside of, like, it. And that's, like, usually how it is on the teams. And I think just time-wise, obviously, when we got cut, then now I'm, I'm leaving all those girls. And that's, like, another, you know hard part of this life of just like these friends that I've made and now I'm going somewhere where I don't know anybody and like the guys get to go into the new team and instantly have you know 50 other friends that are just built in right there in the facility and we're like trying to meet people and so when I went to the Bills um I have to like shout out LY her name's Lauren Young but she goes by LY on the Bills and she is like a player relations type person And when we moved there, I was like terrified because this is my first time going to a new team and no idea what to do in Buffalo, like where to start, nothing. And the Jets had like the women's organization, you know, so I'm like, obviously this, this um, team has to have something. 
And L.Y. called me and said, hi, Mackenzie, I want to welcome you to the team. Um, This is a list of all the places that you can live. And this is the person that you call to ask for Um, these. I'm going to add you to the Bills Girls group chat. Um, And here is a list of restaurants to go to, like literally everything that I was like in tears. I was like terrified and she just made me feel so much better and I love her so much for that and I I wish that every team had that and I I know by fact that they don't and so every team needs an LY <laughs> so bad because she was so helpful in helping us find somewhere to live and stuff like that and so then I get to the bills which all of the bills girls are phenomenal like they're so great they're so sweet And unfortunately, I only got to meet some of them in person because of COVID. And so again, just like terrible timing where they do all the fun things. They go to games together, they do dinners, they do Bible studies, they do, you know, volunteer projects, stuff like that, just like all the Jets girls did. But because of COVID, we didn't get to do any of that. And so we all sat in our houses because we were too scared of ourselves getting it and bringing it to our guys and ruining his chance at playing and everything. So we didn't do anything. And so like, luckily I was able to talk to them, you know, in group messages. And that was super helpful to just like chat with people of like, where do I go for eyelashes? Where do I go for nails? Where do I go for, you know, a dentist? Where do I go for all this stuff? So that was super helpful. Um, And then towards the end of the year, they let us go to like two games, I think. And so I was able to meet some of them then. And like I said, like some of the best group of girls ever. Um, So much fun and all just so kind and Um, then I came to the giants and we don't really have that much going on, or I just haven't really gotten a part of any of it. Um, obviously going through training camp, not sure if you're like going to make the cuts or whatever. So I'm not sure if they don't really have many things planned until after training camp. Plus COVID is still making things like kind of weird where they're doing some things virtual and, and not. And so I had, you know, like a a contact on the team that works for the team that I could reach out to for like questions about, you know, tickets and stuff like that. I've met a few girls, but most of them that I've met have, um, you know, kids and stuff like that going to school and you know so just like in a different part of their life than I am and so it's harder to um to like do stuff with them you know because they're busy with their kids and stuff so I haven't really connected with many people there was one girl I really I started to connect with and then her guy also got injured so she's not going to the games you know so it's just like weird things have happened where I just haven't really done much with with many of the Giants girls here um And my cousin also lives in Brooklyn and I'm really close with her. And so I'm doing a lot of stuff with her. So it's like, it's not that I'm like, you know, don't have any friends here. I have my friends from when I was with the Jets before and friends from the hospital that I worked with and stuff like that. So I'm able to kind of like lean on all these people that I haven't really made the extra effort to kind of meet any extra girls, but it's unfortunate, but (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like you said, it's some people are in different stages of their lives and then you had COVID and you're moving teams and it's like, you're dealing with your own stuff right now that sometimes it's just hard to even like be open to spending your time doing something else when you have so many other things to do. It's like opening yourself up to meet new people. But I I did really enjoy like you guys at the Jets too, obviously, because that's the only place we weren't even there for very long. Like I didn't live there for very long, but that was like the biggest friend group that I had going to any of these teams like maybe I met a girl actually 
I will take that back. Texans too. I, had a I good did. Group you of had. It looks like you had a lot of fun in Texas. Yeah. I did have a lot of fun with the ladies there in Texas. We would have bachelorette night, or we would all like just sit at somebody's house and watch the game and like talk the whole time. And I mean, because that's that's the way that you watch the bachelorette. You don't seriously yeah. watch it. You sit there and you critique everything. Yeah. Um, so that was fun. So I will say the Jets and the Houston, uh, the the Texans were a good place for us to be. And actually, Melissa Qualley was also on that team I'm sure you know yeah. so I was able to actually and I told her I was like I know that you were there but I think I was just so loud that I didn't like even step back and like talk to you I think I was just so excited to be there and now actually knowing you it's funny it's like yeah realizing that people aren't just quiet like I just maybe don't pause <laughs> enough <laughs> I don't pause enough for them to not be quiet oh, so, and and you saying that you like we understand the lifestyle like how people tell us like it's gonna be very unstable and you're saying you you know you go in with the expectation that it's going to be unstable and there's so many things that can change can change at any one time but then experiencing it like it happening to you're like oh shoot like I I'm not immune to this either like it could literally be anybody you don't have to be like the best player could be traded any moment like it just it depends on what teams needs are what happens it may not even be your position but they may need a different position so like they need to release you to pick somebody else up so it's like everything in the league matters so like when I watch games on Sundays I'm like oh my gosh like a lineman just got hurt here like maybe they're out for two weeks that could totally affect like a running backs position if they need to let somebody go and pick somebody up so like we're all interconnected and it's kind of weird you have to be like so aware of everything in the league because it could affect you directly yeah yeah oh absolutely it's a crazy life but like you said you wanted to you were in you're in new york again you're like i'm gonna do all this stuff i've been wanting to do i'm gonna go ahead and do it and say like okay, I did everything that I thought I could do. I did everything that I wanted to do. And then when you move back to your to your home during off-season, after all of this, you can have said that you have done that. Is there anything yeah. that you guys are, like, planning to do after the NFL? You guys kind of just, like, I mean, obviously it's very hard to plan even in the future. I know that we have, like, commitment issues and planning. So yeah. is that something that you guys, like, have individually thought about, collectively thought about what you would want to do afterwards? So um, he's in year eight right now, and if everything goes well, he would love to play at least through 10 years because in the NFL you get um, vested and kind of like max out all your benefits at 10 years. So that's where he'd like to get. So technically we have, you know, eight, nine, and 10. So two and a half more years, I guess you could say. Um, And after that, I mean, John has – you know, two degrees from college that if he wanted to go that route, he could go that route. He always talked about being a detective if he didn't get into football. And so he could go that route if he wanted to. I think that he realizes that now that he's in football, it's like the select few that have this advantage of being in the NFL in their life, they should, you know, use it. So he can go into coaching, he could go into training, he could go into anything like that where um, he's talked about kind of working at a gym like the one in Arizona where he trains just alignment, you know, like, you know, perfecting their craft and stuff like that. He's also really, really into psychology. um, And he, you know, every team has a sports psychologist that I think every player needs to take advantage of. Um, John definitely does. And has talked to him about everything from stressors of the team, stressors with like him and I, stressors with his family. Like 
he just needs a person to talk to. I think therapy is so huge in, I mean, I'm a huge advocate for therapy in everybody's life. Um, and especially these NFL guys that like, there's a million people trying to take their job every single day. Like I could not imagine that pressure. Um, and so it's my little soapbox about therapy, but I think that he really enjoys the sports psychologist that's been on each team. And so since he's already into psychology so much himself, um, he's talked about maybe going that route and becoming a sports psychologist for an NFL team or for a college team or anything like that to just like talk these guys through what he knows the struggles that they go through, you know? And so there's not one thing that he is like, this is what I'm doing as soon as I retire. Um, but he has many options to go through. So I'm not, I'm not worried about it. He has a bunch of, bunch of options he could go through, but also the, um, the like investing side of things, we've started talking about getting some properties and investing in properties. And now that we're such pros with flipping homes and I know what to do and like could make my own Pinterest off of my home. Um, we want to go that route. So we're looking at a couple properties here and in Arizona of just buying, flipping, you know, renovating and, and then selling or renting out. And so that'll be another venue of income and just, um, hobby, you know, stuff like that. So it'll keep us busy for sure. And then I can go back to delivering babies. (laughs) That's awesome that you guys, I mean, that sounds like you definitely have a plan, you know, like you're Mm -hmm. saying like 10 years is when you get, I cannot stop looking at that sticker every time you take a drink of water. That's hilarious. I I don't even realize (laughs) that it's like on the right side of the bottle too. You're so used to it. Probably you don't even see it anymore, but like people are probably looking at you like, why is that guy huge head on your water bottle? But I mean, it sounds like you guys definitely have it figured out. Like you have a game plan for what you're going to do after, because like these years in between is just like, jumbled so you're like okay I we know what we want to do after and the the rental properties I mean you should talk to Melissa about that because they just bought a new property in Lincoln yeah they're Mm -hmm. pros at it I see her Instagram story she's like another thing that you don't know about renting a property I did do this today and I was like oh is that what you have to do when you own a house like I wouldn't know it is it's not fun but it is she's killing it I like I always look up to them as it because it is it's such a a good like side gig that you can have income from but also like keeping her busy and stuff like that. So yeah, they're awesome with it. So we talked all about us being football fans before our men. We talked about people mansplaining to us what we do for ourselves during the off time and not wanting to tell everybody, hey, I'm John's girlfriend. So Mm -hmm. what would, from all of this summed up, what would be your one piece of advice for a rookie wife or girlfriend? And also, how would you sum up your time in the league thus far? So my advice, I think kind of what I talked about is to be the biggest supporter of your man, obviously, no matter what, like support him to the fullest, but also leave some time for yourself and to remind remind yourself that you are important too and that you're a person too, instead of just so-and-so's girlfriend. Um, but then the other thing of just like at you know, at the events and stuff like that is get involved with the girls however you can, because I know I've heard other girls say this on your podcast of like, but it's so true. Nobody gets what you're going through as much as these other girls. And so if I try to talk to my friends back home, you know, it's like they can say like, oh yeah, like that sucks or, you know, like hope you're doing okay. But nobody actually feels what I'm feeling except for these other girls. And so truly lean on them because that's going to be your you know, like I said, like that, that Jets glory years when I was new to the league, there's no way I could have gotten through it without those girls. And 
it's that, but also my biggest thing that I have done, um, being on other teams, I, if I see a girl sitting by herself at practice and I, I can tell like whether by her tag or whatever, I can tell that she's a wife or a girlfriend or whatever. And she's by herself. I walk up to her and I introduce myself and I have been at multiple, um, events where that has not happened to to me being the new girl and it is really hard and so I highly 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 suggest to be that person go up to that person and be like hey who are you who are you with like what's your name where are you from how long you've been here do you need help with anything like blah 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 because those moments are so scary and so for those rookie girls even if you're new still find somebody else to do that to you know find somebody else to ask the questions to or go out of your way to be like hey this is who I am. I'm new. Show me how the ropes are, you know, like stuff like that. So I guess that's a couple piece of pieces of advice, but, um, and then how has my experience been in the league so far? I think overall it's been amazing. I mean, it's, we are so blessed to live this life. And I know that this podcast is to try to bring some realness to how hard the life can be. So it may have sound like I complained, but um, this is so much fun to live this life and it's so much fun to live it with a partner that makes the life fun. And it's something that's so temporary that we won't get to do forever. So we really try to like live it up and soak it up as long as we, as we have the opportunity to, because we know that football won't be around forever. And so I like to explain that it's not always rainbows and butterflies and unicorns and sunshine it's really, really, really hard sometimes. And I didn't realize that getting into it. And I think 99% of people that aren't in it don't realize that. Um, but the positives that it does come with are really, really, really highs, really high positives. So it's, it's fun. It's fun while it's lasting, but it'll be fun to, to continue on after football as well. <laughs> I don't think that you sound like you're complaining at all. It sounds like you were being a realist to me. So everything you said. So that's, I mean, if you guys can take anything away from this, be the biggest supporter of your man, go to Mackenzie's page and see all the stuff that she has done for John. She's got his face on shoes, on stickers. Like I said, (laughs) confetti, like goes all out for every event and just like does the most. And I think that's what we can all aspire to be for our man and for our man to do that to us in turn. So thank you for coming on with me, Mackenzie, and telling me, all about your guys' experience in the league and about yourself and your amazing job and passion as a nurse. Of course. Thanks for having me. This was so much fun. Thank you for listening to episode 18 of the NF Ladies podcast with guests Mackenzie Williams. My intro and outro music called Not Ready Yet is written, produced, and sung by my friend Kira Grove. Again, my name is Bryce Watts, and I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.